Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Last Sunday we had our Vision Sunday and I've been uh, encouraged by all that God has laid on my heart, but encouraged by what's to come for this church. You know, as I shared last week, we believe that God's going to do something great within this church. We're excited for that. I hope that faith is, be, is rising within our hearts to believe that God's going to break through, that we'll see answers to prayer, that we'll see salvation, and God do something incredible. And, uh, you know, last Sunday, uh, I shared the vision for us as a church is building for the future. We are, we're going to get ready as a church for God to pour out His Spirit for His promise to be fulfilled in our lives. And, And last Sunday night, I shared that the first step in building for the future is going to be actually building us as a people. You know, Jude says to build, uh, to be built up in the most holy faith. You know, we are to be people who are strong in the Lord, who are growing in the Lord, who are always growing in Him. And, And that's what God's laid on my heart for us, is to build us up as a people so that each and every one of us would be on fire for Him. You know, I long for this church to be a church that is totally on fire for Him. A church that is filled with the presence of God, but where there is a people who are hungry for God, who are desperate for God, who are longing for God to move within their hearts and their lives. And, and so my prayer this year is that God, by His Spirit and through His Word, would build us up. Build us up in the faith that we would be a strong people, that this time next year, that this place would be not only packed out with people, that this place would be filled with his presence, and that every single one of us, from the youngest to the oldest, would be more in love with Jesus than we are right now. That is my prayer. And so, uh, last Sunday night, I gave an overview of the four key steps to, to being, built, being built up in the faith, to growing in our walk with the Lord. I don't know about you, but anybody here want to grow in their faith? I know I do. I know it's not a, it's, we don't get to a certain level or a certain age, and, and that's it. God's got so much more for us. Jesus has got so much more for us. He wants to reveal more of himself to us and his will and his purpose for our lives. And so there are four steps that, that we can take in order to be built up in the faith. And, and these four steps are, first of all, there is altar, then there is mission, then there is stewardship, And then there is renewal. Now, I haven't come up with these. These aren't something that I've come up with. You can see these happening with, right the way throughout the Word of God. These are, these are things that take place in people's lives as they grow and they walk with the Lord. And it's also something that I, I've been taught through AOG and through listening to other preachers and things like that. This is a, a key, these are key principles in growing in our walk with the Lord. So we're going to look at this week. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to start on our first building block in growing our faith. And we're going to begin looking at the altar. We're going to begin looking at the altar. Now, you might think this morning, do I actually mean this? Is an altar a physical table or, or you know, like you see in the, the Church of, of Wales buildings, you know, the old Anglican buildings, you see these big altars. I'm not referring to any of that. We see that there is a, a spiritual altar within the Word of God that you and I are to come to. And not just on a Sunday. It's a place that you and I get to come to day by day. And we're going to be looking at that today and over the next few weeks. So if you've got a Bible this morning, can you please turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 23, uh, 25 to 34. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25 to 34. And this is Jesus speaking. This is him on the Sermon on the Mount, preaching the greatest sermon that's ever been preached. 
And he says this. He says, that is why I tell you not to worry about your everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't your life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are hued today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. As I said, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at the altar. And this morning, I just want to give us a bit of a background. I want us uh, to show us from the Bible and what Jesus teaches us about the altar, the importance of the altar. And then over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be showing us from God's word how we can build personal altars and how we are to build a corporate altar as well as a church. Uh, But this morning, I just want to give a bit of a background to the altar and what the Bible teaches us about the altar. Now, we need to understand that the altar is really all about our relationship with God. That's what the altar is all about. You know, just in the natural, our relationships are supposed to grow deeper and deeper, aren't they? Our relationships with one another are supposed to go deeper and deeper. You know, as I said many times before, with me and Chloe, when we first started going out, you know, it, it, as, a, as time went on, our relationship got deeper and deeper. And as we got married, it got deeper and deeper. You know, even with friends, our relationships get deeper and deeper, don't they? They're not just acquaintances. We get deeper and deeper and we get closer and closer. And you know, just like it's true in the natural, so it is in the spiritual as well. The Bible encourages us that we are to get closer and closer to the Lord. We are to grow in our relationship with the, with the Lord. Just as our human relationships get deeper and deeper, so our relationship with the Lord is supposed to get deeper and deeper as well. We're supposed to know Him more and more. We're supposed to get closer and closer to Him. Uh, and it's true in our relationship with, with the Lord. And, and the way that that happens, the way that we grow in our relationship with the Lord, with Jesus, is simply by seeking Him every day. That's how we grow in our relationship with God. Every day we seek Him. And we seek Him. We don't go looking around town for Him or, you know, anything like that. We seek Him in His Word. Every day we seek Him in His Word. And every day we seek Him through prayer. God has made this incredible way possible that we can commune with the God of the universe. That He even hears us is absolutely incredible. But he, not only does He want to hear us, He wants to speak to us every day. And He's given us His Word to speak to us, to show us everything, to show us who He is, to show us His will for our lives, the purpose of it all. He has shown us His Word. He's given us His Word. And that's how we get closer to Jesus. Is we seek Him day by day through opening up His Word, through prayer, and also through worship as well. Worship is a key important ingredient in growing in our relationship with God, praising Him, giving thanks to Him. 
And, you know, this is the first step that needs to be laid. This is the first brick that needs to be laid if we are to grow for the future. If we are going to grow spiritually, we've got to build this into our lives. This is the first and most important found, uh, thing that we lay. This is the foundation of what we lay. Because everything begins with seeking God. Everything begins with seeking God in our relationship with Him. If we don't seek Him, then we can't expect to grow in Him. We can't expect to know Him in a deeper way. Everything begins with seeking God. And I want to say this morning that you don't have to wait to a certain age until you can begin seeking Him. The moment when you surrender your life to Him, you can begin growing Him in Him. You know, that's why we've, again, we've set up our kids' own, is we want our children to grow up in the things of God. We want them to develop in their relationship with God. You know, over the next couple of weeks in Kids Zone, they're going to be learning about prayer and how they can pray. You know, we want to encourage from the youngest to the oldest, no matter where you are, that we can all begin to grow in our, God, uh, grow in our relationship with God. And that all starts with seeking God because everything in our walk with the Lord begins with seeking Him. Because seeking God is what energizes our Christian life. You know, unfortunately, we see many Christians who've gone cold, lukewarm, indifferent, who don't really care about God anymore. And I can guarantee you that if you get to the root of the matter, more often than not, the reason why people get cold and they walk with God and church becomes religious and traditional is because they've stopped seeking God at one point. There's a moment where you can say, yeah, they've stopped praying. they stop reading the word. There's a reason, there's a moment that, that it comes in their life where they stop seeking God. Because seeking the Lord is what energy, energizes our life. If you want to be on fire for God, then you need to seek Him. When we seek Him, we begin to know Him. We begin to discover His will for our lives. And I don't know about you, but that energizes me. When I begin to see Him and know Him in a greater way, that builds faith in our hearts. It causes us, it creates a hunger in our hearts to long to know Him in a greater way. You know, seeking Jesus is what makes Christianity so special. It's what makes it so special is that our God made a way possible that we can have a relationship with Him. It's not a, Christianity isn't a religion about do's and don'ts and striving for us to get, striving to get right with God. God made the way possible. He made the way possible that we could have a relationship with Him. And you know, that's what happens when we seek God. And so the first step is, is building our relationship with God, is seeking Him. You know, the altar is the place where we receive from the Lord. The altar is the place where we receive from the Lord. Is there anyone here this morning who needs, who's struggling in their faith and needs their faith to rise? Anybody here who needs strength, spiritual strength this morning? Anybody who needs that, that hunger, that passion to keep going? But well, we receive all that when we come to the altar. When we, the altar is the place where we receive from the Lord. You know, God wants to pour into our lives. We've already sang about it this morning, about the place of divine exchange. The place of divine exchange is the altar. It's where we come and we receive from the Lord, where we hear from the Lord, where the Lord speaks into our hearts and our lives. And this is incredible exchange takes place where our life, our strength, all that we are is exchanged for His strength, His power, His goodness. It is there's this divine exchange that takes place at the altar. And so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be learning about and growing through God's Word about Raising our relationship with God through spending time with Him. That's what God's just laid on my heart. Some of you here this morning might have been following the Lord for years and years. 
I want to encourage you, please don't switch off because I really believe God's laid this on my heart because he wants all of us to grow again, to keep growing, to get back up and start following him and hungering for him and thirsting for him again. And so over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be just sharing from God's word how we can grow our relationship with God. Anybody here want to grow in God? I know I do. And it starts with me, but I want to grow in God. I don't want to stay where I am. I haven't hit the, you know, there isn't, I'm I'm not at that. I want to grow in him. I want to know him more, deeper and intimately. And so that's the journey we're going to be going on. So as I said, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, this is what Jesus said. Somebody says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Above all else, seek the kingdom of God, live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. That's what Jesus says. You know, Jesus is basically saying here that the altar should be the first priority in our lives as believers. What's your first priority in your walk with the Lord? Is it to get things from him? Or is it actually just to know him? Because Jesus says when you seek the kingdom of God above all else, everything else will take care of itself. But when you put me first... When you hunger for me first, when you look for me first, then everything else will fall into place. But seek the kingdom of God above all else. The altar should be the top priority, not just of a pastor or leaders within a church. It should be the top priority of every single believer. Jesus tells us the seeking him should always go first. You know, since becoming the pastor of this church, you know, one of the main challenges that, that I faced and I think it's something that I'll always face, and it's not just for me. I believe it's every church leader, every pastor will face this. One of the, the true challenges that I'll face is to grow people spiritually. The enemy, Satan, will do anything he can to stop you from growing. And he'll distract every pastor, every leader with everything else apart from encouraging the church to get back to God. The enemy will do anything he can to stop that happening. And and this is a challenge that I'll face. It'll always be what I'll face. And it's also what every other pastor in this valley in the world will ever face. Every other leader will face is called to grow people spiritually. It's to grow the people spiritually in the things of God. You know, the Lord has shown me even recently that the spiritual temperature of the church is vital. You know, and he's been revealing to me that I should be focusing more on the spiritual temperature than everything else that goes on. Should be gauging the spiritual temperature. I remember, you know, we used to have a holiday home in France, uh, my family and I, and uh, we used to have a thermometer in the room. And uh, when my grandparents used to come with us on holidays, we used to have a log burning fire in the, in the living room. And uh, my grandfather was obsessed with the temperature. If the temp, because there was no central heating in the house, if the temperature went below 20 degrees, he'd have to stick another log on the fire. He always wanted the temperature in that room to be hot. He was so concerned. He was focused on it. Every time, no matter what, you know, he'd always think, you know, when we were out, oh, I hope, you know, I hope the log hasn't gone out and all this, you know, I hope the fire hasn't gone out. He was so concerned with keeping the temperature in that room hot because that place was, the, that room was the center of the house. And once that room was hot, then the rest of the house would have been heated and we would have been fine. Especially in the winter, we needed that. But he was obsessed with that temperature, with that, with that thermometer. And you know, the Lord even just began to reveal to me, even over the last couple of weeks and months, that the spiritual temperature of the church is the most important thing. The spiritual temperature of our lives are the most important thing. I wonder if you look at the thermostat, or the thermometer of your life, where's the temperature at right now? 
Would you say you're on fire for Jesus? Would you say you're boiling hot for Jesus? Or would you say it's cold, lukewarm? Or would you say it's in the middle, lukewarm? Spiritual temperature is vital. You know, I've discovered that it's not about just about getting people to attend church. You know, I think it's quite easy to see that if we put on an event, especially for families and things like that, it's quite easy to get people to attend church, especially if you have Father Christmas here as well. <laughs> you know, it's, it's quite easy to get people to come to church. Getting church attendance is not so difficult. But what's difficult is to grow people spiritually, is to see people grow spiritually. For example, you know, if we had a church of 500 people, anybody want that? Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? If we had a church of 500 people, who are on fire for the Lord. And then, all of a sudden, miraculously, we had 200 new people attend our church. So there were 700 people in total. But we had 200 new people start our church. And these 200 new people were cold. They were lukewarm in their faith and their relationship with God. Although the numbers would have increased, the spiritual temperature of the church would have gone down. You would have had 500 people who were on fire for God. You know, the place was packed out. But as soon as you start adding people who were cold and indifferent, the temperature starts growing down and down and down. I know that's why my, my prayer for us as a people and as a church was, is that, the church, that we wouldn't just long for people just to attend church. Yes, I want people to come in. Yes, we long to see the lost saved. Don't get me wrong with that. That is our heart's desire. But my prayer is that we wouldn't just see people attending church, but that when people do come into church, that we would begin as a church to, to pray for them, that they would begin to grow in their relationship with God. And my prayer is for every single person here who comes here week in, week out, that you wouldn't just stay where you are spiritually, but they would be a hunger and a desire for you to grow, that you would begin to grow in your walk with the Lord, that the spiritual temperature of every Every person in this place would begin to rise. That's what I'm praying for this year. That God, the spiritual temperature of every single person would begin to rise. That there would be a people who are on fire for him. And that it would always continue to grow. You know, we need to see people who are impacted spiritually. You know, unfortunately, as I said, we just long to get people to come through the doors. We, we run clubs for them. We run programs for them. I wonder if every person who comes to our ministries, are they being impacted spiritually? You know, we, we can be just like the YMCA and run a, a youth club, kids clubs and all these things. But our job isn't to run clubs. Our job is to introduce people to Jesus. Our job is to preach the good news of, of Jesus to people. Our job is to see people come, who come to this place impacted spiritually. That they might grow in their relationship with God. And you know, it's not, it's not just true for our church. It's true for our individual lives, our individual lives as well. And it should be true for our homes as well. That we would start to see the spiritual temperature in our lives, in our homes, and wherever we are, begin to rise. That's my prayer, that we would begin to see it rise. That the spiritual temperature would begin to rise. In saying that, we serve a God who knows everything about us. And God knows, I thank God that we serve a compassionate God. He's a compassionate God. He's a merciful God. He's a gracious God. And, you know, I've said that, you know, we want to see the spiritual temperature rise. But God knows that this is an incredible challenge. This is difficult. God knows this is difficult. He knows it's a challenge. It's a challenge to see people, the spiritual temperature in people's hearts and lives rise. It's a difficult thing. And because he knows that it's a challenge, he's given us an instrument to help us. He's given us a place that can help us 
to grow and see that spiritual temperature rise. And that place that he has given us is the altar. He's given us the altar. That we as a church would introduce people and point people to get to the altar, encourage people to get to the altar, not just a physical altar here, a spiritual altar. He's given us the altar. You know, King David, David who killed Goliath, he knew this. He knew the importance of this. And so his first move when he became king, what was his first move when he became king? Was to bring the Ark of the Covenant back into the city, back into the very center of the people of God. The ark was the place that contained God's presence. And David's first desire was to bring back the presence of God to the people of God. The people of God had wandered, they'd gone astray. And so David's heart was to begin to get the people to focus on the presence of God. We read about it there in 1 Chronicles chapter 13, verse 3. It says this, It is time to bring back the ark of our God, for we neglected it during the reign of Saul. The people of God had turned their backs on the presence of God. They were just going through the motions. They were happy with just the name of, of, uh, of being the people of God. But David recognized, we need the presence of God. We need to bring back God's presence to the center of it all. We can't just have the people of God doing whatever they want to do and forgetting about God himself. We need God at the center of it all. We need him at the center of it all. You know, as I preached a few months ago, the nation of Israel, they constantly went through this, where there'd be times where they, they loved God, but there were times where they turned their back on the Lord. And a few months ago, as I preached, you know, we've seen that, that Israel were content to live without the presence of God. They were happy to live without the presence of God. They didn't want the presence of God. And you know, it's sad to say, it's the same very much in churches today, right across this nation, right across this valley, right across this world. People, Christians... People who call themselves Christians are content to live without the presence of God. Churches are content to carry on and go through the motions and run as, they, as they've always run without the presence of God. But David's desire was, I want to bring back God's presence. And I believe it is the Lord's will that his church would be first and foremost filled with his presence, that the church would focus and long for and desire him, Jesus, above everything else. You know, that's why it's important for us to realize that God wants us to focus with all of our hearts on the altar as a church, as a people. And here's a question that God challenged me with and I want to challenge you with this morning. Is it possible to grow as a Christian without an altar? And I wonder, are any of you trying to grow your walk with the Lord without an altar? You know, from what I've discovered in my own life, but even from reading scripture as well, is that it is impossible to grow in our relationship with God unless we have an altar in our lives. There is no way you can grow in your relationship with God. You can keep coming to church week in, week out, but unless you have a personal altar, unless you are growing and seeking God for yourself day by day, you will never grow. You can be, hear all the sermons you want to hear. It doesn't matter. But unless you have your own personal altar, you will not grow in the Lord? Is it possible to grow in God without reading our Bible? Unfortunately, there is a generation of Christians who are being raised up at this moment in time who believe the church is all they need. But that is not true. We need the church, yes, but we need God. And the way we seek God, the way we know God and grow in God is by getting into his word. 
We need his word. We need to pray. We need to call upon the Lord. You know, the reason why many churches aren't growing, why many Christians aren't growing, is because there's no altar or there's lack of an altar. There is a lack of an altar in the church and within their lives. I wonder, is that true of us? Is that true of you? Do you have an altar in your life? A place where you come day by day and seek God. Do we as a church have an altar? You know, I won't apologize for this. I believe with all my heart the most important meeting for us as a church isn't Sunday. The most important meeting for us actually is a Tuesday morning prayer meeting. That's the engine room of this church. And it will always be the engine room. And we pray even there will be even increased opportunities in the future to start again a prayer meeting. Because the most important meeting of it all is prayer. Because that's the place where we commune with God, where we seek God's face, where God speaks into us. The most important place. So I wonder, is it true of us? Is there an altar here for us collectively, but also individually? Is there an altar in your life? So what does the New Testament, very quickly, what does the New Testament teach us about the altar? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Listen to this. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and find the grace to help us when we need it most. Let us boldly approach the throne of grace. Biblically speaking, the altar is the throne of grace. It's where we come and we pray and seek the face of God. That is the altar. Every day of our lives where we come and spend time before God's grace. You know, God wants us, his people, to come daily before his throne of grace. And not just talk about it. I think we're good at talking about the altar and the throne of grace, but we're not so quick to come. But here we see the writer of Hebrews is encouraging us. Let us come boldly. Because of what Jesus has done, because of his death on the cross, he split the veil in two, the separated God and people, and now he made a way possible where the whosoever can come into his presence. You can come into the presence of God day by day. You can know his presence day by day. And in the throne of grace, is that altar. It's that place where we can come day by day. You know, when we come to the altar, when we come before his throne of grace, God's kingdom comes to us and it flows through us. That's where we see God's power coming in and through our lives. And you know, there are two incredible transactions that take place at the, at the altar, at the throne of grace. Listen to what it says. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace Help us when we need it most. They're the two greatest things I believe we all need, every Christian needs. We need it on a day-by-day basis. We need the mercy of God and we need the grace of God. We need God's favor and his grace to get through the day. We need his mercy to forgive us and help us when we fail. We need them. Every single one of us needs them day by day. No matter who you are, we all need them. And the place where we receive mercy and grace is at the throne of grace is at the altar. That is where we receive them. And we receive them when we boldly come before the altar. You know, as we come to a conclusion today, I pray that we would remember that the altar ultimately is the place of communion where we have this relationship with God. It's the place of consecration where we die to ourselves and we live for Jesus, where we crucify the flesh day by day, where we surrender our lives to Jesus. And the altar is the place of commission as well. 
and we're going to discover that in a few weeks' time, where if you want to discover God's will for your life and your plan for your life, it begins at the altar. We receive God's call for our lives and his will for our lives at the altar. That's where we receive that. But the altar is the place of communion, consecration, and commission for every servant of God. And it's the altar that impacts us spiritually like nothing else. If you want to grow in God, then you're going to need to have your own personal time with God day by day in his word and through prayer. It is at the altar. That's where you begin. That's where you begin to grow is prayer and through the word of God. But for us as a church, if we want to grow, first priority for us as a church, before having great youth ministries and kids ministries and food bank and all that, first priority ultimately for us as a church should be to get the altar right. That there would be an altar in this place that we as a people would first above everything else seek God. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And as I said, if you want to be on fire for Jesus, then you need to, you're going to have to come to the altar day by day. There's no two ways around it. I've tried both ways. You either come to the altar and receive from God, or you struggle and strive for yourself, and you'll ultimately get burnt out, you'll fail, you'll wander away, you'll get discouraged. But it's when we come to the altar that we'll be set on fire for God. And so I want to encourage us as a church. I believe this morning that God is calling every single one of us, not just me, every single one of us, to get to his throne of grace every day. For when we do, we will find and receive the mercy that we need and the grace that we need. We need the altar. I know at the throne of grace, all things are possible. At the altar, all things are possible when we seek our God. And nothing is too difficult for him. So I want to encourage us this morning. If you haven't got a personal time with the Lord, if you haven't got an altar in your life, it's not too late to build one today. And over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be giving some practical teaching on how we can actually do that and start building a personal altar and a corporate altar. But less as a church, let's build the altar in our lives and in this place for the glory of God. Amen. Shall we pray? Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcumry.co.uk. Have a great day.